Chapter Seven of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Seven. The Mormon's Demand. A shudder passed through the Herculean frame of the hunter, though it was scarcely perceptible from the effort he made to conceal it it was noticed for all that in the emotion that caused it perfectly understood the keen eye of the ci-devant law clerk was too skilled in reading the human countenance to be deceived by an effort at impassibility my daughter muttered holt half interrogatively your daughter echoed the mormon with imperturbable coolness well which of em there's two oh you know which i mean marion of course and what do you want with marion josh come brother holt it's no use of your feigning ignorance i've spoken to you of this before you know well enough what i want with her darn me if i do i remember what you said afore but i tort you were only joking i was in earnest then hickman holt and i'm still more in earnest now i want a wife and i think marion would suit me admirably i suppose you know that the saints have moved off from illinois and are now located beyond the rocky mountains you've heard something what well i propose going there to join them and i must take a wife with me for no man is welcome who comes there without one yes drawled the squatter with a bitter smile and from what i've heard i reckon he'd be more welcome if he fetched a half dozen nonsense hickman holt i wonder a man of your sense would listen to such lies it's a scandal that's been scattered abroad by a set of corrupt priests and methody preachers who are jealous of us because we're drawing their people sheer wicked lies every word of it well i don't know about that but i know one thing to a certainty you will never get marion's consent i don't want marion's consent that don't signify so long as i have yours mine ay yours and i must have it look here hickman holt listen to me we're making too long a talk about this business and i have no time to waste in words i have made everything ready and shall leave for the salt lake before three more days have passed over my head the caravan i'm going with is to start from fort smith on the arkansas and it'll be prepared by the time i get there to move over the plains i've bought me a team and a wagon it's already loaded and packed and there's a corner in it left expressly for your daughter therefore she must go the tone of the speaker had suddenly changed from that of saintly insinuation to bold open menace the squatter notwithstanding his fierce and formidable aspect did not dare to reply in the same strain he was evidently cowed and suffering under some fearful apprehension must go he muttered half involuntarily as if echoing the other's words yes must and shall i tell you josh stebbins she'll never consent and i tell you hickman holt i don't want her consent that i leave to you to obtain and if you can't get it otherwise you must force it bah what is it for a good husband a good home plenty of meat drink and dress for don't you get it into your fancy that the latter-day saints resemble your canting hypocrites of other creeds who think they please god by their miserable penances quite the reverse i can assure you we mean to live as god intended men should live eat drink and be merry look there the speaker exhibited a handful of shining gold pieces that's the way our church provides for its apostles your daughter will be a thousand times better off there than in this wretched hovel perhaps she will not mind the change so much as you appear to think 
I know many a first-rate girl that would be glad of the chance. I know she won't give in, far less to be made a Mormon of. I hearn her speak again, em. I say again, she must give in. After all, you needn't tell her I'm a Mormon. She needn't know anything about that. Let her think I'm only moving out west, uh, to Oregon, where there are plenty of respectable immigrants now going. She'll not suspect anything in that. Once out at Salt Lake City, she'll soon get reconciled to Mormon life, I guess. The squatter remained silent for some moments, his head hanging forward over his broad breast, his eyes turned inward as if searching within his bosom for some thought to guide and direct him. In there, no doubt, a terrible struggle was going on, a tumult of mixed emotions. He loved his daughter, and would leave her to her own will, but he feared this saintly suitor, and dared not gainsay him. It must have been some dread secret or fiendish scheme that enabled this small and significant man to sway the will of such a giant. A considerable time passed, and still the squatter vouchsafed no answer. He was evidently wavering as to the nature of the response he should make. Twice or thrice he raised his head, stealthily directing his glance to the countenance of his visitor, but only to read in the looks of the latter a fixed and implacable purpose. There was no mercy there. All at once a change came over the Colossus. A resolution of resistance had arisen within him, and was evinced by his altered attitude and the darkening shadow upon his countenance. The triumphant glances of the pseudo-saint appeared to have provoked him more than the matter in dispute, like the buffalo of the plains stung with Indian arrows, or the great mysticetus of the deep goaded by the harpoon of the whaler. All the angry energies of his nature appeared suddenly aroused from their lethargy, and he sprang to his feet, towering erect in the presence of his tormentor. "'Damnation!' cried he, striking the floor with his heavy heel. "'She won't do it! She won't! And she shan't!' "'Keep cool, Hickman,' rejoined the Mormon, without moving from his seat. "'Keep cool! I expected this, but it's all bluster. I tell you she will and she shall.' "'Hive a care, Josh Stebbins. Hive a care what you're about. You don't know what you may drive me to.' "'But I know what I may lead you to,' interrupted the other with a sneering smile. "'What?' involuntarily inquired Holt. "'The gallows,' laconically answered Stebbins. "'Divils and damnation!' This emphatic rejoinder was accompanied with a furious grinding of teeth, but with a certain recoiling, as if the angry spirit of the giant could still be stayed by such a menace. "'It's no use swearing about it, Holt.' continued the Mormon, after a certain time had passed in silence. My mind's made up. The girl must go with me. Say yes or no. If yes, then all's well. Well for your daughter, and well for you, too. I shall be out of your way. Salt Lake's a long distance off, and it's not likely you'll ever set eyes on me again. You understand me? The saint pronounced these last words with a significant emphasis, and then paused, as if to let them have their full weight. They appeared to produce an effect." On hearing them, a gleam like a sudden flash of sunlight passed over the countenance of the squatter. It appeared the outward index of some consolatory thought freshly conceived, and its continuance proved that it was influencing him to take a different view of the Mormon's proposal. He spoke at length, but no longer in the tone of rage, for his passion seemed to have subsided as speedily as it had sprung up. And suppose I say no? Why, in that case, I shall not start so soon as I had intended. I shall stay in the settlements till I have performed a duty that for a long time I have left undone. What duty is it, you mean? One I owe to society. 
and which i have perhaps sinfully neglected bringing a murderer to justice hush josh gibbons for heaven's sake speak low you know it isn't true but hush the girls are thout don't let em hear sich took perhaps continued stebbins without heeding the interruption perhaps that murderer fancies he might escape he is mistaken if he do one word from me in swampville and the hounds of the law would be upon him ay if he could even get clear of them he could not escape out of my power i have told you i am an apostle of the great mormon church and that man would be cunning indeed who could shun the vengeance of our destroying angels now hickman holt which is it to be yes or no the pause was ominous for poor marian the answer decided her doom it was delivered in a hoarse husky voice yes yes she may go End of chapter 7